Welcome to the Twin City Auto Wildcats pregame show. Joining me, Coach Elmore. And Coach, we went down to Gaston City for the first time in quite a while, and unfortunately things didn't turn out like we'd hoped. No, they got a good team, and of course we knew that going down there wasn't a surprise to us. But um, uh, you know they're 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 big, they're fast, and uh, and they they did a good job on Friday of executing what they do. You know I think, you know I don't know that we were necessarily hoping for them to make mistakes, but we knew that they would need to make some mistakes um, to help us out some. We knew if they if they played a uh, a really clean game, it would be tough to stop them. And, uh, and the quarterback made some nice throws and, and, uh, and some tight coverage. And, and then the one, a couple of mistakes they did make, we never capitalized on them. And we, they snap it over his head early in the game, and then he runs back there and gets it and throws it for a touchdown. So, you know, you can't beat a good team on the road when, when that kind of stuff's happening. And, um, you know, and even with that said, I mean, you know, we came back and tied the game, which I was proud of at 14 to 14. And then, you know, probably should have gone into the half at 21-14, uh, and I made a poor call and, and got us a safety, um, which at the time I didn't feel like hurt us too bad because it was just two points and we were backed up. It was my mind said it was two's better than seven, and I was a little worried if we punt it out of our own end zone, they may get seven out of that. And but I think mentally it probably hurt us more than anything else. I thought our, I thought it kind of what what momentum we had gathered there to tie the game, we lost all of it there in the last two minutes of the half and. Uh, and we just did not start the third quarter very good at all. And, um, and then once that happened, it kind of snowballed on us there in the second half. So, um, you know, you've got to play really well to beat a team like that. And like I said, sometimes you've got to get a little bit of help from them as well. Uh, and, and we really didn't probably do either. We, didn't, we, we played well for a spurt there in the second quarter on both sides, um, but just didn't play enough, uh, you know, didn't play consistently enough on either side of the ball and, and missed way too many tackles. But, you know, that's – that's something you expect when you play somebody really good. I don't know if you expect it, but you know it's a realistic possibility. Uh, and we missed a lot of tackles. But again, I go back to the saying that's why we decided to play them. Um, uh, if, if the first time you ever see a lot of speed is later in the year against a, a region opponent, then it could surprise you. So, you know, at least our players were able to see uh, a lot of speed early in that game. And, and, and I think it'll hopefully make us better down the road because now it won't surprise us the next time we see it. You touched on it briefly, but their senior quarterback who transferred over from Etowah, Brady Troop, you could really tell he was a senior. He kind of pulled a few rabbits out of the hat. Yeah, he had a good game, and I, you know, not that I thought he was a bad quarterback, but I, I was not, I guess, overly impressed with him the year before at Etowah. Um, but he made some really good plays the other night, and, and has obviously improved. And um, so that, and and their number nine, who was their quarterback before he, and he played a little bit of quarterback too. I thought he made some really good plays at receiver. So. Uh, you know, they really kind of, not only did they gain a quarterback, they kind of gained a receiver when he came because they moved the quarterback to receiver. So, uh, the, you know, those two guys were good players. And the number two for them, uh, their running back, had a really good game. And he's, he's kind of like Hunter for us. He's just a big physical running back. And uh, if you don't have multiple people there around him, it's hard to bring him down. And, um, and the problem that they, you know, give you is, is that because the troop kid could throw it so well, we had to, we had to defend the pass, and they did a good job of, of doing some of the, what everybody likes to do these years, uh, these days, these run-pass options. And they did a good job of doing those run-pass options early in the game and throwing the ball out to number nine. And so now you put your defense in the dilemma. You've got you to be able to cover the pass, but you also got to have enough people to stop the run, and, and it, made it made it difficult. And, and, um, and like I said, that, you know, coupled with the fact that we missed a lot of tackles, you know, made it difficult to stop them. And uh, uh, But, you know, probably the more disappointing thing to me was I thought we could – 
sustains and drives on offense. And, and other than that little spurt there in the second quarter, we really didn't. And that was disappointing. We got to do a better job of, uh, of executing uh, our run schemes and our pass schemes uh, to be able to move the football. And we knew it would be tough to throw on them. They're, they're so good in the secondary. We got them one time on a, on a kind of a double move to Cam Thomas that set up a touchdown. But we knew it would be difficult to, to get open, and, and it was. But if that's the case, you've got to be really good in your run game. And we just were not as good as I'd like to see us. But, you know, part of that's Gaston City. They were, they were big and physical up front. And, uh, again, uh, our linemen, I thought, last year were surprised in the playoffs at how good teams were. So now uh, we've seen – quality defensive fronts in both the first two games, and, and we hope that we can use that experience and build off that and improve. You mentioned Cam. He had a good game on both sides of the ball. Yeah, he ended up playing a lot more on defense than we intended, but, you know, they were doing such a good job with, uh, with their passing game. We felt like we had to put him out there and uh, to give us a chance, and so he ended up playing almost the entire, I guess, last part of the game uh, both ways. And and uh, it, it, I think it did affect him a little bit. He got a little tired, and that's even that makes it even harder to get open on offense when you're fatigued. Um, so that that made that that increased the um, the difficulty for us to throw the football. But um, but I thought he did a good job at corner for us in some in some key spots. I don't know if the field condition was a little off or whatever, but. Alex had a little bit of trouble, and we're not used to seeing that. Well, I, I, a lot of that's my fault. We, you know, the one you, you make a checklist every week of what you got to bring, and and uh, being the first road game, um, and I think last year he might even reminded me, but uh, we forgot to bring his net. I forgot. I'm mean, I'm the at the end of the day, so I'm the head coach. It's my responsibility. So. His net was not on the truck, so he noticed it when we got down there. I didn't think much of it because I didn't know really how much that was a, a factor for him. Well, apparently, it's a, it's a big factor. He, he uses that quite a bit in, uh, during the game. And so I, you know, I told him he was upset at himself. And I said, look, a part of it's on me. It's on me, and i gotta, I got to make sure we got all the equipment down there. And, and so he, it, it, it probably just threw off his routine more than anything else. And, um, you know, he still had a couple of good kickoffs. And, and, and you know, the 63-yarder he tried, uh, which I know everybody thinks we're crazy when we do that, but you know, we think he can make it first of all, and then second of all, if he doesn't make it, as long as he gets an end zone, it's not a big deal. Uh, the ball goes to the 20, and you still you still have essentially gained uh, uh, about 27 yards on a punt, so which is not a bad deal. So, um, so anyway, he, even even that kick wasn't a, a bad kick. He kicked it, and it was just it was short, but it wasn't short, but about four or five yards, which is pretty impressive from 63. But uh, uh, I think some of that affected him mentally and he just did not have uh, uh, the game he normally has but I think he'll he'll be back to his, his old self this week so and that's what's great you know, he's been so good for us you know he missed a 63 and a 54 and and, and everybody's almost shocked by it but of course people in the, across the state are wishing they could try those distance field sure. goals so um, um, and I don't know the turf may have had something to do with it too maybe uh, but I think again the big thing was early on we just he got it, got him out of his routine not having his net there with him and so we'll we'll definitely fix that for for next week and we'll make sure that he's he's ready to go. Uh, Hunter Love came out early in the game apparently had a little tweak of some sort or the other. Yeah, I think it was more precautionary than anything else. I think he probably could have finished the game if we needed him to and um, it just and he, you know he went back in and did fine. We went back in and just at halftime we just decided to make a decision that. It just wasn't worth the risk. I mean, I think again, if, if it would have been a, you know, playoff game or a key region game, I think he'd have gone back in there and done pretty well. But we just made a decision to, to hold him, and um, you know, uh, who knows if that's the right decision or not? I don't know, but that's what the decision we made. And we, we talked talking to me, 
me, Hunter, and the, and the doctors talking to him, we just felt like that was what we needed to do. So I, he's had a good week of practice, and we expect him to be full speed Friday night. Well, the good side of that, a couple other running backs got some good time and did a great job. Ashton Brown yeah. put a little speed in there and had picked up a big touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and Caden also was in, came in and yeah. did a good job. I thought Ashton and Caden both did well. I mean, they, they, you know, that's one of those situations they're not probably expecting to go in a whole lot, and then all of a sudden they're in there and they both got over 10 carries. So, uh, and they did, they did some good things for us. Caden uh, uh, probably got the most carries, but he kind of got the hot hand in the second half and we left him in there. But, uh, you know, Caden just being a ninth grader, we're excited about him. And then Ashton, you know, Ashton's done a good job for us the last couple of years in JV games, and we know what he's capable of doing. He, he just, to be honest with you, needed that varsity experience to get uh, – and, and that's kind of what happened. Instead of having to think about it, he got thrown in and didn't have time to think, and he went in there and, and just, I think, played on instincts and, and made a great run there uh, to, for that touchdown. And really, like you said, ran away from him. Uh, so he's got good speed. He's, he's one of our uh, track athletes, and we know he can run. He's just got to – he's got to get the, – the more experience he gets in a varsity football game, I think the better he'll get. And obviously – you know, the sky's the limit on Caden right now, just being a ninth grader. He's just got to keep, keep coming every day and working, and um, I think he'll, he'll make a lot of plays for us, not only this year, but, but obviously down the road, too. Ashton came by that speed uh, through heredity. I yeah. think his dad's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen play. Yeah. Of course, he played at Valley Head. I've heard that from several people, and, uh, and that's what we kind of always, you know, keep kind of pushing Ashton to, you know, hey, we, we've heard the stories about your dad. We know you're capable of it. And he's got some ability. He's... I think a lot of his is just confidence. The more confidence he gets, uh, you know, and I think sometimes when you play behind, uh, I guess it'd be similar to, to maybe a, uh, a hitter in baseball hitting behind a good hitter or in front or whatever it is. I think when you play behind a good running back like Hunter, I think when they get in there, they think they've got to hit home runs uh, because Hunter's doing such a good job. They, they can't do that. They've got to go in there and just play. And I think that's what happened to them the other night is they realized, hey, we're in here now. We're just going to play. And, and uh, I think it relaxed them a little bit. And, and uh, they didn't they didn't press or try to force the issue and just and just ran the ball where they were supposed to. So. JD under quite a bit of pressure, and I thought he did a good job again of uh, not getting caught for any sacks and just yeah. getting out of that pocket when he had to. Yeah, he got we got the one safety there, and that was on me again. That was a poor call by me trying to take a chance down there, and probably shouldn't have done that. But I think JD's probably been our most consistent player the first two weeks, just as far as uh, you know executing his job and uh, playing with good effort and. He did a better job the other night of, of, of finding times to get down and not take take um, you know major shots up there. He did take one one pretty good one, but uh, I've kind of been telling him we we don't want you you know taking a bunch of contact if we can help it. So he did a good job of scrambling and getting on the ground some, and uh, you know he gives us a it opens up some different things for us when he's able to run it like he is, and uh, and if nothing else, it gives you confidence in the passing game. We don't want him to run it every time, but at the same time. When he does pull it down and scramble, you, you know sometimes, you know, or most of the time, good things are going to happen. So, um, uh, but like I said, he, his his effort has been really good the first two weeks, and he's made he's made good decisions for the most part. And uh, you know, we we continue will will continue to try to you know expand his role in our offense as we move forward. Coach, we've talked about numerous times how we started out with a couple of tough games to start mm -hmm. the season. You think uh, that has kind of accomplished what your goal was? Yeah, I hope so, Roger. I think the, the, my concern this week has just been our kids' uh, mentality and their um, their confidence. Uh, I think when you lose two, no matter who they're two, I think people start to question and people say, well, you're not very good, you know, this, that, and the other. And I've tried to tell them all week, our job is to block out any kind of noise from the outside, whether it be students in the hallway, parents, uncles, relatives, whoever it is, 
and just realize that we have played who we said we were going to play. We've played two good football teams, and I believe, you know, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how Gadsden City does in 7A. I don't know that they'll do, you know, great, but I think they'll be very competitive and they'll win, and they'll win their share of games. Uh, and I think Briarwood proved last week, I mean, they were ahead of Spain Park at the half, 14 to nothing, and Spain Park had one first down on offense. And so that's why I told our offense on Monday, I said, you know, we were all panicking because we only scored 20 points on them. Uh, and, and, you know, probably should have scored 35, uh, they're pretty good. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, I think what I've tried, and, I, and I, at Tuesday at some point I said, now, I've said all I'm going to say about it. We've got to now put that in the past, and those games are over. We've learned from them. We've looked at them. Now let's, let's focus on the next challenge, which is this Friday night. And if they'll do that and not worry about what our record is, not worry about what happened the last two weeks and just go play Friday and play with confidence, then I, I'll feel good about it. And, I, and that's my only concern is, is do we let the last two weeks affect us this week? And we can't do that. We've got to put that behind us. And, and, and I don't want to say act like it's not there, but, but it's kind of like the preseason games. Those, they're gone. It's over. Let's region play now. Let's focus on this one. Let's try to go 1-0 this week and not worry about what's happened in the past. But to answer your question, I really hope down the road we'll see the benefits of those two opponents because I know both of them are, are – uh, uh, very good and, and did some really good things against us, and, and that will hopefully be a learning experience for us down the road. And we're going to come out of those games with not any significant injuries, hopefully. No, nothing, uh, definitely not anything uh, season-ending or anything. We've got a couple bumps and bruises here and uh, maybe one or two guys that don't play this week, but I think would, I would expect them back the next week. So uh, nothing major and, um, you know, uh, again, Getting back into region play and changing our mindset is the main thing, but I think uh, we have come through these two games without anything significant, and now we just got to uh, keep trying to get better. Well, absolutely, and, you know, we may be fa facing the teams like uh, Gaston City in the future. They may be dropping down maybe to our level in the next recycling right. period. And that was kind of the reason why we ended up playing them. First of all, we couldn't really find anybody else, and second of all, I think I think that is a realistic popular. They were one of the smaller 7As this time around, and, and the word I'm getting from down there is they continue to uh, drop in enrollment. If that's the case, if they are 6A, I mean, there's, it's almost a guarantee they'll be in our region. I mean, there's almost no way they couldn't. Uh, so we might as well get – and again, I think they play Oxford here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's When we play – uh, Oxford later in the year and some other teams, we're going to have something to uh, base that off of because now we've played somebody that with the you know the kind of athlete that the Gadsden City has. So um, nobody likes to lose and it's frustrating to lose. And, and uh, but I think if we will uh, handle those lessons the correct way, I really think it can be a positive force later on down the year. That's pretty much covered this week, and re things really get underway for us this coming week, and we'll talk a little bit more that about that when we come back to the Twin City Auto Wildcats pregame show. We are more than a hospital. 
We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all makes, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call. 
256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. Welcome back to the Twin City Auto Wildcats pregame show. And Coach Elmore, we will get into the thick of things as we start region play this week as we'll travel over to ARAB to take on the Knights. Yeah, and uh, you know they've played two games thus far. Also, they beat ARAB in a in a real close game at, or excuse me, beat Alberville in a real close game over there um, in week one. Alberville had the ball inside the one, uh, I guess, with less than a minute to go or something like that, and uh, and tried a quarterback sneak that would have tied the game and and uh, didn't get it. So uh, and, they, and that's how ARAB won the one thirteen to six, and then. Last week, uh, Gunnersville came into ARAB and beat them 35-9, to and that's a little deceiving because um, uh, Gunnersville got two straight uh, pick sixes in the uh, second quarter, I guess, that took a 14-7 game to 28-7 in about a span of about a minute, I guess. And so that kind of flipped that game all the way around, and, uh, and ARAB never was able to really recover. So uh, I think that game was a lot closer than the score indicates, and I think Gunnersville's got a good team, too. So. Um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. I mean, they're, they're kind of the same boat we are. They're coming off a loss, and uh, uh, obviously they understand that just like we do, that this is when they start mattering. And uh, but they've they've got a good team. They, they're they're well coached. You know, Coach Lee Osmond is there now. It's his second year, and Coach Osmond, of course, played at Alabama a long time ago, and then also coached at Glencoe for many years. Had some really good teams at Glencoe. So um, he's doing a good job with them, and and they're they'll they'll be sound in what they do, and. Um, you know, not make a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes last week, but I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of a, uh, you know, something they're not not going to do often. So I expect them to play a much cleaner game this week, and and uh, we'll have to do the same. Well, we'll be going to a new stadium for the first time since they've moved into a new stadium the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, people going over, don't go back behind the high school because you won't find us there. We're off uh, on, off of 231 now, I believe. Right, yeah, it's not at the high school. It's not far from the high school, but it's right off of 231, I think, kind of over close to their Walmart there in, in, in town. So I think it's pretty easy to find, and if you if you, if you you Google it, it's easy to uh, – it pulls up on that. And uh, But it's a nice stadium. Uh, got a track around the field, and it uh, uh, looks like uh, they, they've done a good job kind of uh, – and it looks like there's plenty of parking and all that stuff. So. Um, uh, I think they've, uh, they've done a good job building that stadium, and I think it's their second year to play in it, I believe. Coach, talk a little bit about what our fans can expect from uh, the offense of the night. They, uh, you know, they've got, uh, they've got a good quarterback and a good running back. Now, the quarterback was a little injured last week. He played the game, but you could tell he was uh, limited uh, with, with a knee injury, I think. So I don't know what to expect, if, if he'll play, if he'll be full speed, or what the case will be. But... Uh, uh, he had a really good game against Alberville, so it'll be interesting to see how that. Uh, uh, there's no way to know, you know if he'll be fully recovered or, or what the situation is. And then their running back, number six, uh, the last name's Turnage, I think. He does a good job for him. He's probably their biggest player on offense, 190 pounds, uh, uh, runs well, and, and they've got some big offensive linemen as well. But then they've got a number one that plays receiver, uh, tall, uh, uh, long kid that plays receiver. They try to get the ball to the most, but they. They do a good job of kind of doing a little bit of everything. They'll, they'll be in some spread formation some, and then they'll kind of get into uh, some two tight ends with two fullbacks and kind of more of a power set. And uh, so they kind of in and out of that. And, and I think they want to slow the game down. They huddle a lot. and the, But at the same time, they huddle, and then they break out of the huddle fast, which makes it difficult for our defense to uh, recognize the personnel and the formation. So they do a good job of mixing that in. And so uh, we'll have to be – the thing they probably do the best, I think, is just – with all the different formations they give you, 
they're counting on you lining up wrong, so we're going to have to make sure we're sound in our alignment and uh, know what our responsibilities are and, uh, and be able to get to the football and, and get multiple people around uh, number six when he carries it because we'll need to have several guys there to get him down. So, um, but very sound on offense and, uh, and then defense. Like I said, I think they just had a bad, bad game last week with the interceptions. But uh, defensively, uh, they, they kind of operate out of a 3-3 stack defense, which we've seen quite a bit. Uh, over the years, and that's actually what we ran when I was at Chelsea on defense. So we, I'm pretty familiar with how that works. But uh, we've seen a lot of teams here lately that run that, and that's becoming more and more popular in high school football. But uh, they do a good job with that, and 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 do a good job of you know in the three-three they, you know, kind of count on you uh, getting locked in on the man because they're they're going either sometimes they'll blitz their linebackers inside, sometimes they're outside, and everybody's kind of got a gap, and um, and it fits off of that. So we've got to be disciplined to. Uh, not get too consumed with the man that's in front of us and trust our rules and go where we're supposed to go. So, um, but they they do uh, uh, they do a good job running the football and getting off blocks, and that's what I've kind of told our receivers all week. We've got to we've got to do a better job of blocking on the perimeter, so when the ball does get out there, we we can have uh, productive plays and not you know one or two yard gains. So, because uh, if all you do is you know run between the tackles all night, it becomes pretty easy to defend that. So we've got to be able to to mix in between the tackles and getting the ball out on the perimeter, uh, and then also can continue to, to trust J.D. and mix it up with some uh, passing game. And um, if we can do those things, and I think we can, you know, that's the, probably the biggest problem last week was we weren't very balanced offensively. And, and a lot of that had to do with Gadsden City. They, they dictated that a little bit. Uh, but we need to kind of return back to that. And, and we need to return back to playing fast. We, we purposely tried to slow the game down a little bit last week uh, to try to limit how much our defense was on the field. But we need to get back to, what we do, which is which is playing up tempo, and and if we can do that, I think uh, you know hopefully we'll be able to move the ball more consistently. Already an advantage or disadvantage when it comes to size, especially on the line. Uh, I'd say an advantage. They're not as uh, they've got one uh, nose guard that's pretty big kid, about two sixty five. Of course, our center's two seventy five, so that's kind of a that's kind of a wash. And then everywhere else, they're they're really more like our defense. They're they're you know you know hundred ninety two hundred pound type kids, and so uh, our offensive line will probably have the advantage there. And then. Their offensive line is is got some size, but not near the size obviously we've seen the last two weeks. So I think it'll help us the, having seen that that kind of size the last two weeks. But they do have some big kids up front that that block really well. But um, like I say, uh, I think our kids will be a little bit more prepared for it after facing the last two opponents. Will Hunter be limited any this don't, week? Don't expect him to. Uh, you know we've still got uh, one more practice today. We'll see how he does today. But to this point this week, he really hadn't had any issues at all. Um, so he's, he's looked good at practice. So uh, unless something changes in the next uh, you know, 24 hours, uh, I, I expect him to be full speed. We've got a couple guys that may be limited, but uh, I, I think he'll play unless something changes here um, you know, soon. We talked a little bit about it, but the way those two guys came in last week, and, and ran the ball uh, probably made that less of a concern for you. Yeah, and I think even if he is full speed tomorrow, we're going to try to make sure we continue to get those guys in the game. And uh, if nothing else, to, to spell him a little bit, that was probably the thing we didn't do well in the first game is just didn't he didn't get any breaks. And uh, even though he, he likes to be in there all the time and he likes to be able to carry it 30 or 40 times a game, uh, this early in the season it would probably benefit him more if he wasn't. So we're going to try to con you know continue to get Ashton and Caden in the ball game where we can. And... And, uh, and hopefully J.D. Will, will get a few more carries as well and because and, uh, he, he's obviously a threat for us running the football too. We kind of talked during the game that that's kind of like in baseball, a change up in a fastball, the difference between those two and Hunter. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and I think that's why they've uh, had some success is, is they are different backs. And uh, 
Um, so both of them are more of a, what I would call a slashing type of back. They, they're going to be in there pretty quick, and they will make one cut. And uh, not, obviously not as physical as he is, but but neither one of them are, 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 are you know you know timid players. They both run very hard, and you know you know Caden jumped in there the first play of his varsity career was on the two yard line, and we put him in there and basically ran off tackle power play, and he hit it like he was shot out of a cannon. He didn't get in, but he got close. But he definitely had no hesitation, and that's just kind of how he plays. So I think uh, uh, both those guys hopefully will, will continue to get a, you know opportunities, and, and that'll help them as they move forward. Well, whether planned or not, it looks like Big 82's become our go-to receiver. Yeah, he's done a good job, Cam's. You know, we got to get the, we got to find ways to get the Sawyer the ball more too, because we do some good things with him in practice, and we just have not been able to to kind of hook up with him yet. Um, so, because I, I really believe Sawyer's a much better receiver than he was last year. Uh, and we had a couple things last week that were, were near misses to him, but. But Cam's done well so far, and, and you know we've got some other guys I think have shown in practice they can do it as well. You know Connor Cash and uh, Marcus Ledford and Brody Bruce have done some good things. We've just we've got that's one thing I'm a little concerned about is I don't want us to get too dependent on Cam to where the, everybody thinks that's all we can do is throw it to him. We've got to be able to spread the ball out to the other four guys, and uh, uh, if we can do that, that'll help you know Cam's situation too, because that way he won't get uh, all the focus of, of the defense. Well, good luck this week, Coach. Right, and thank you. Uh, once again, we'll be traveling over to A-Rab. We hope to see you there. If you can't join us, watch it on all the Fort Payne TV websites, and you'll be able to watch the action live. So for the Autos pregame show, this is Roger Ingle and Coach Chris Elmore saying we'll see you at the game tomorrow night.